0: chapter 12 of elective affinities this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by nicole lee elective affinities by johann wolfgang von goethe chapter 12 when the party assembled again at breakfast an attentive observer might have read in the behaviour of its various members the different things which were passing in their inner thoughts and feelings the count and the baroness met with the air of happiness which a pair of lovers feel who after having been forced to endure a long separation have mutually assured each other of their unaltered affection on the other hand charlotte and edward equally came into the presence of the captain and ottilie with a sense of shame and remorse for such is the nature of love that it believes in no rights except its own and all other rights vanish away before it ottilie was in childlike spirits for her she was almost what might be called open the captain appeared serious his conversation with the count which had roused in him feelings that for some time past had been at rest and dormant had made him only too keenly conscious that here he was not fulfilling his work and at bottom was but squandering himself in a half activity of idleness hardly had their guests departed when fresh visitors were announced to charlotte most welcomely all she wished for being to be taken out of herself and to have her attention dissipated they annoyed edward who was longing to devote himself to ottilie and ottilie did not like them either the copy which had to be finished the next morning early being still incomplete they stayed a long time and immediately that they were gone she hurried off to her room it was now evening edward charlotte and the captain had accompanied the strangers some little way on foot before the latter got into their carriage and previous to returning home they agreed to take a walk along the waterside a boat had come which edward had had fetched from a distance at no little expense and they decided that they would try whether it was easy to manage it was made fast on the bank of the middle pond not far from some old ash-trees on which they calculated to make an effect in their future improvements there was to be a landing-place made there and under the trees a seat was to be raised with some wonderful architecture about it it was to be the point for which people were to make when they went across the water and where had we better have the landing-place on the other side said edward i should think under my plane-trees they stand a little too far to the right said the captain you are nearer the castle if you land further down however we must think about it the captain was already standing in the stern of the boat and had taken up an oar charlotte got in and edward with her he took the other oar but as he was on the point of pushing off he thought of ottilie he recollected that this water-party would keep him out late who could tell when he would get back he made up his mind shortly and promptly sprang back to the bank and reaching the other oar to the captain hurried home making excuses to himself as he ran arriving there he learnt that ottilie had shut herself up she was writing in spite of the agreeable feeling that she was doing something for him it was the keenest mortification to him not to be able to see her his impatience increased every moment he walked up and down the large drawing-room he tried a thousand things and could not fix his attention upon any he was longing to see her alone before charlotte came back with the captain it was dark by this time and the candles were lighted at last she came in beaming with loveliness the sense that she had done something for her friend had lifted all her being above itself she put down the original and her transcript on the table before edward shall we collect them she said with a smile edward did not know what to answer he looked at her he looked at the transcript the first few sheets were written with the greatest carefulness in a delicate woman's hand then the strokes appeared to alter to become more light and free but who can describe his surprise as he ran his eyes over the concluding page for heaven's sake, he cried what is this this is my hand he looked at ottilie and again at the paper the conclusion especially was exactly as if he had written it himself ottilie said nothing but she looked at him with her eyes full of the warmest delight edward stretched out his arms you love me he cried "utterly. you love me they fell on each other's breast which had been the first to catch the other it would have been impossible to distinguish from that moment the world was all changed for edward he was no longer what he had been and the world was no longer what it had been they parted he held her hands they gazed in each other's eyes they were on the point of embracing each other again charlotte entered with the captain edward inwardly smiled at the excuses for having stayed out so long oh how far too soon you have returned he said to himself they sat down to supper they talked about the people who had been there that day edward full of love and ecstasy spoke well of every one always sparing often approving charlotte who was not altogether of his opinion remarked this temper in him and jested with him about it he who had always the sharpest thing to say on departed visitors was this evening so gentle and tolerant with fervour and heartfelt conviction edward cried one has only to love a single creature with all one's heart and the whole world at once looks lovely ottilie dropped her eyes on the ground and charlotte looked straight before her the captain took up the word and said it is the same with deep feelings of respect and reverence we first learn to recognize what there is that is to be valued in the world when we find occasion to entertain such sentiments towards a particular object charlotte made an excuse to retire early to her room where she could give herself up to thinking over what had passed in the course of the evening between herself and the captain when edward sprang on shore and pushing off the boat had himself committed his wife and his friend to the uncertain element charlotte found herself face to face with the man on whose account she had been already secretly suffering so bitterly sitting in the twilight before her and sweeping along the boat with the sculls in easy motion she felt a depth of sadness very rare with her weighing on her spirits the undulating movement of the boat the splash of the oars the faint breeze playing over the watery mirror the sighing of the reeds the long flight of the birds the fitful twinkling of the first stars there was something spectral about it all in the universal stillness she fancied her friend was bearing her away to set her on some far-off shore and leave her there alone strange emotions were passing through her and she could not give way to them and weep the captain was describing to her the manner in which in his opinion the improvements should be continued he praised the construction of the boat it was so convenient he said because one person could so easily manage it with a pair of oars she should herself learn how to do this there was often a delicious feeling in floating along alone upon the water One's own ferryman and steersman the parting which was impending sank on charlotte's heart as he was speaking is he saying this on purpose she thought to herself does he know it yet does he suspect it or is it only accident and is he unconsciously foretelling me my fate a weary impatient heaviness took hold of her she begged him to make for land as soon as possible and return with her to the castle it was the first time that the captain had been upon the water and though generally he had acquainted himself with its step he did not know accurately the particular spots dusk was coming on he directed his course to a place where he thought it would be easy to get on shore and from which he knew the footpath which led to the castle was not far distant charlotte however repeated her wish to get to land quickly and the place which he thought of being at a short distance he gave it up and exerting himself as much as he possibly could made straight for the bank unhappily the water was shallow and he ran aground some way off from it from the rate at which he was going the boat was fixed fast and all his efforts to move it were in vain what was to be done there was no alternative but to get into the water and carry his companion ashore it was done without difficulty or danger he was strong enough not to totter with her or give her any cause for anxiety but in her agitation she had thrown her arms about his neck he held her fast and pressed her to himself and at last laid her down upon a grassy bank not without emotion and confusion she still lay upon his neck he caught her up once more in his arms and pressed a warm kiss upon her lips the next moment he was at her feet he took her hand and held it to his mouth and cried charlotte will you forgive me the kiss which he had ventured to give and which she had all but returned to him brought charlotte to herself again she pressed his hand but she did not attempt to raise him up she bent down over him and laid her hand upon his shoulder and said we cannot now prevent this moment from forming an epoch in our lives but it depends on us to bear ourselves in a manner which shall be worthy of us you must go away my dear friend and you are going the count has plans for you to give you better prospects i am glad and i am sorry I did not mean to speak of it till it was certain but this moment obliges me to tell you my secret since it does not depend on ourselves to alter our feelings i can only forgive you i can only forgive myself if we have the courage to alter our situation she raised him up took his arm to support herself and they walked back to the castle without speaking but now she was standing in her own room where she had to feel and to know that she was edward's wife her strength and the various discipline in which through life she had trained herself came to her assistance in the conflict accustomed as she had always been to look steadily into herself and to control herself she did not now find it difficult with an earnest effort to come to the resolution which she desired she could almost smile when she remembered the strange visit of the night before suddenly she was seized with a wonderful instinctive feeling a thrill of fearful delight which changed into holy hope and longing she knelt earnestly down and repeated the oath which she had taken to edward before the altar friendship affection renunciation floated in glad happy images before her she felt restored to health and to herself a sweet weariness came over her she lay down and sunk into a calm quiet sleep chapter twelve